Blog Talk Radio. Yo, this is Gary Little G. Jenkins, lead singer from the multi-platinum R&B group Silk. And you're listening to KBOB 89.9 FM. You know, it was about 3 o'clock when I looked at the time. And I had about two more hours to go before I got to your love. And the time just kept ticking me. Slower and slower. When I got to the front door, I thought about opening the door with my keys and seeing your lovely face right in front of me. Show. This is where we tell our stories our way here in the heart of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Centennial is coming up. And uh, hold on one second. Okay, I had to get some things right right here. Centennial is coming up May 31st, 2021. So those of you who are out there who are listening, uh, tune in, come in, be a part of this uh, celebration of 100 years here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, this is going to be a lot of activities taking place. Also, I want to let you guys know about uh, our festival that we have coming up June the 5th. Put that on your calendar. June the 5th, North Tulsa Community Festival, taking place right across the street here from Eaton Media Services, home of uh, Joe Eaton. So we want you guys to uh, come and participate. And as we move forward and things like that, we got a great show going on today. Hey, we got the Black Wall Street 100 bike riders in the house, and we're going to be talking to them and talking about biking and uh, the things that they have coming up uh, in the community. And uh, man, they got some great things coming up. So y'all pull y'all's dusty bikes out of the out of the back storage units and stuff, dust them off, you know, and, and become a part. Uh, of this unique uh, bike riding uh, association right here. Well, I'm going to take a little break. Tell a family member, tell a friend uh, to dial the number uh, 918-856-3873. And uh, we're going to take a break and we're going to come right back with this uh, exclusive. It's an exclusive. All right. All right, right after this. What's up, man? What's up, big dog? Good. Okay, you from here? Okay, well, good. Y'all want some water? You good for now? I'm good. Okay. Okay. 
loving each other y'all put it all back together all right it's going to be a great show coming up right now in the studio my sister gay eating how we doing there lady doing good doing good doing good you all right yes sir all right hey also osborne celestine right celestine i should say celestine and uh let me see what who else is going on right here maybe my brother's going to join us this is uh, Eli Grayson. Is Bobby there? All right. Hold on one second there. Hold on, Eli. I'm here. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so therefore, we got my brother Dwight Eaton. He may be calling in. I'm waiting for him to call. And uh, we'll be right there. We're going to start our show right here. You guys have a, a bike riding club, correct? Yes. So tell us about how it all came about. Well... You know, I've been riding bikes off and on all my adult life. Uh, I had a bike club back in 1989. Mm-hmm. Uh, my job sent me to California to work, and the bike club mm-hmm. fell apart. Uh, and since then, I, you know, I always just ride off and on, and I decided I started asking people about, you know, would they be interested in having a bike club, being a, being a part of a bike club, and people kept giving me positive responses. So I decided to uh, start Black Ball Street Riders. Mm-hmm. I know. See, you, my sister. I know you've been riding bikes for years. You know, all the time. You got all the fancy bikes and all that. You know, I got an old timey bike, but uh, you know, it's good to ride a bike. It works. Yeah, it works. Get your yeah. You know what? One thing that I realized riding a bike is you see some things that you normally don't see. You know, in your neighborhoods or wherever you're riding. Uh, on bike trails or whatever, and you're like, wow, man, I mean, I'll pass by this in a car every day, but uh, I never knew that this was over here like this. Well, the yeah. bike slows you down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and it gives you that opportunity to uh, see more things because you're going slower. You're going slower. Exactly. How long have you been riding there, Osborne? Well, you know, everybody had a bike when they were a kid, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually was riding bikes uh, in the 90s with my, uh, with my two kids. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny to see all the bike lanes over here now, because uh, back in the 90s, I was riding yeah, with my bike, with my two kids, with our little mm-hmm. helmets, and everybody was laughing at us. There was no bike lanes then. But I seriously got into bike riding around 2006. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2006? 2006. I mm-hmm. started doing uh, bike riding and triathlons, and I've been uh, in the in the world of cycling and endurance sports ever since. Ever since then, huh? Yeah. 
Wow, man, that's interesting right there that, uh, you know, you guys have been participating doing this for a long time. Let's see. I think we got uh, Dwight is in the house. Let's see if I got him right quick, okay? Yeah, how you doing? Dwight, you there? Yes, sir. All right, we got you in the mix, too. My brother Dwight Eaton's in the mix. Um, and so, hey, we, we've been talking about how the bike club got started. And, hey, man, tell everybody about when you started riding bikes. Well, I, I, I lived in Dallas from uh, 1999 until 2009, and I have an older brother, Brian, and he was heavily into biking. He was doing the uh, MS-150 each year. And uh, so when I moved back, man, just as something to stay active and stay in shape, uh decided to go out and ride with him. He's a real competitor, so he's one of those guys that yeah, uh, go he out is. and ride and he'll leave you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he he one of them yeah, guys. He's a competitive guy, right? He one of those type of guys. He he likes to ride. He's real competitive, so he gets on the Strava, King of the Mountain stuff. So, uh, but he, he he's a heck of a rider. He rides pretty well. Uh, and I have another he rides uh, cousin as well. Right. He he did, he, he, uh, he he can do those uh, century rides, the one hundreds and so forth. Uh, but uh, I got in with with him, and it was just something for he uh, myself and a cousin. That live, we, yeah, you know, we live down in Houston. Yeah, so it was just something that uh, we, we did, you know, fairly frequently each month. Each month, man, because I remember you guys was out there riding them bikes and going on them bike trails and the bike rides down in Houston. You, Mark, and Brian, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. man, riding on them things and uh, uh, I couldn't ride with man. You guys be pushing it. <laughs> Y'all be pushing the gun. Yeah, it, it, it's a challenge, but you know everybody can, can find out your, your, your story in place, man, and just something mm-hmm. you want to do. You know what? It's, it's, a, it's a great exercise tool. It's a great way to get out and see the scenery and fellowship as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, some of my best days uh, in life was on a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Yeah, I. Uh, I participated in the MS-150, uh, and uh, I've been doing that for years, mostly out of uh, New Orleans with the Shell Cycling Team. And uh, I have a family there of cyclists. I have a family of cyclists in Kansas City, and I have a family of cyclists in California. Uh, you got families everywhere, huh? All over the country, uh, just for riding bikes. Riding bikes. What about right here in Tulsa? Oh, <laughs> How many, I, uh, you got a lot of family ride bikes here in Tulsa? I have, uh, yeah. Now, these are not rel- my son rides, mm-hmm. but these are family by association. You okay, know, uh, okay. Yeah, I've been riding here. I've just about rode every bike uh, event they've had in Tulsa. Oh, you participate in all the bike rides, huh? Oh, yeah. Today is the uh, Copeland, the Copeland's Classic, the police fundraiser that's uh, going on in Owasso. I would usually be riding in that, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm here today. Okay. So there's, uh, there's events, and, and you meet people along the way that you become friends because if you're riding bikes, there's a amount of suffering that goes with riding bikes. So as you get better... So you say suffering. Suffering. Yeah. Okay, you're you talking know? about in the beginning. No, I'm talking uh, about in the end. Uh, in the I'm end. talking about if you're riding 100 miles and... Uh, so each time you ride, you try to ride a little faster. Mm-hmm. You, know, you try to get better. And so, more distance, right? Exactly. 
So the more you ride, the more you push yourself. Mm-hmm. And so as you push yourself, other people are pushing themselves and they know what you're going through. And if you're not eating right or not drinking right, mm-hmm. it's going to be a really long day on the bike. And so a lot of times you'll have people to help you in mm-hmm. when, uh, when things mm-hmm. kind of come apart. But that develops that bond that, you know, people that don't do those kind of things, don't, they don't share that. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. where the family comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Osborne, I guess you consider Osborne to be a A rider. And, there's, you know, they have a level B rider and then there's a C rider. And uh, I'm in the C group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't long to do great distances. I like to just go, you know. I'd probably be with by, you. By, you know, mm-hmm. just at a normal pace, you know, just laid back looking at the scenery, taking everything in. Uh, until, all, until you can work your way up to that, right? Well, if that's what a person want to do. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, like I say, I'm comfortable at the C. Uh, sometimes I could push myself to be in the B if I really want to. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, uh, like I say, we have a slow world coming up on our uh, ride. And it's basically three and a half miles. And it's a fun ride. It's for people who just want to get out, ride a little, bring their bikes out of the garage, like mm-hmm. you say, dust them off, get the tires aired up, and uh, just ride, bring your boom box or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're just going to ride a, a slow three miles and have fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for, for a first-time rider, uh, someone interested in going out and getting a bike, what do you suggest? Is it based upon size, weight, or anything like that? It's, uh, it's all those combinations. Uh, the first thing is, what is your desire? What's your goal? Because there's different levels of bikes, you know, from very Walmart bike to the top of the line bikes can range from $150 to $12,000. Mm-hmm. So it's what, what you're looking for. And my my suggestion to anybody is when you first get into this, find something used and ride it and see if you like it before you go out and drop a bunch of money on, on a it. bike. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cause there are so, I got my first bike because the guy bought a bike to ride hotter than hell. That's a hundred mile bike ride in Wichita Falls, Texas, mm-hmm. the last week of August. Okay. He bought that thing. He didn't train. He rode in it and he bought it home. He hung it in his garage and hung there for nine years and never rode it again. Really? He didn't, he bought it for the event and he realized that he didn't, after that, that hundred miles beat him up so bad. You yeah, know, that was, was it. Done. I'm, I'm done. So he gave it to me. I rode this used bike for three years, and then I decided that I was ready to invest in a nicer bike, and and that's the way I got into it. I'm not one to spend my money on something I'm not going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's that's my suggestion to anybody. Look at what what your goals are. If you just want to do some slow rolls, buy something mm-hmm. inexpensive, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and just enjoy it. Because that's it's all about meeting you where you are. And then after you get into it, you might decide, well, I kind of like this. Then you might want to start upgrading. Mm-hmm. But don't go out just because your friend has an expensive bike. You go buy one, You too, go huh? buy one. You might not even yeah, like it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it kind of can be that way. A lot of parents like they ask me, Bobby, uh, I want my son to play some guitar. I want to play some bass. So if I want to get him a bass, I said, well, don't go buy no expensive one. Go to the pawn shop and get something inexpensive to find out if that's what they want to do. 
So I can that that applies to a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know. Yeah. I, I would also like to add that um, in buying a bike for the new or used, one of the differences between buying a bike from a local bike shop and buying a Walmart or Target variety is that bicycles come in sizes. And if you if you own a bike that ain't the right size for you, you're not going to enjoy it, you know. So when you're looking for a bike, like even at a pawn shop, uh, one on Craigslist, make sure it fits your height. So how do they go about knowing what the height is on a bike? Okay. You know, people don't know. I mean. So you go to the bike shop and they size you. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's. That's an extremely important mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go and they'll size you for a bike, and they can let you. They can tell you what size you are, and uh, then you can go to. When you find your correct size, then you can go anywhere and buy your bike. Mm-hmm. But uh, my first bike, that loaner bike that was they, given yeah, to the me, loaner bike. it was it was too small for me. I didn't know that at the time. You know, I've been just riding bikes. You know, uh, so I went to the when I got ready to upgrade. The guy said, uh, hey, man, uh, I said, I want to buy that bike. He said, that bike's too small for you. I said, but that's the one I want. He said, let me, I can order you that bike, your right size. And he said, you're going to be so much more comfortable because I was on, I was riding a 56 centimeter and Mm -hmm. I needed a 60. Mm -hmm. So after an hour or two hours on that 56 centimeter, I felt crunched over. Mm -hmm. But when I got the, the new, the bike that fit me, I was able to ride six, seven hours and never Easily, think huh? about it. But that was because it was a proper fit. So that that that's an excellent question, you know, to uh, make sure you get the proper fit you need. But mm-hmm. if you're only riding 15, 20 minutes, it really don't matter. Right. It's when you start riding over an hour, two hours, and three hours, that's when size is everything. You know, kids have, they have the uh, benefit of being young, and they can ride anything. They can ride all day long. Huh? I don't care what size it is. Yeah. If they can put their feet to the pedal, they can ride it, you know, mm-hmm. up heels, down, whatever. But uh, as you get further in life, like me, you know, you want you want to be comfortable, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I also suggest if a person is not going out or off the tra- on some dirt trails or whatever, you know, uh, don't buy a mountain bike. That's just me. Don't buy my, I, I would suggest that you look for a hybrid. But that's expensive. You're talking about hybrid no, and all that, hybrid. Right? They have, they have yeah, hybrids in the Well, I'm just saying, that's to the person who don't know. You say hybrid, woo. <laughs> no, you know, hybrid. That's, like, that's like, ooh, I got to go buy a hybrid bike, whoa. Okay, you know, a hybrid bike. You know, that's, it's that's just, like, uh, you know, for somebody a, who don't know. It's a bike that uh that you can ride on the street or on paved trails. And you can, you know, go off to the dirt trails and stuff with it, but uh, it's basically built for, you know, pavement, asphalt. Mm-hmm. So you're saying don't buy no mountain bike? No. Well, it's a cross between a mountain bike and a road bike. Okay. It's kind of in between. The wheels are, are larger. The tires are larger than a skinny road bike. Yeah, yeah, but They're yeah. not as big as the mountain bike. Yeah, like I got. I got yeah. a mountain bike. Yeah. But yeah. I'll ride it anywhere. Yeah. You know, it just works. I, you know, I, they say the workout is harder the on work- the street. <laughs> you know, on the street on a mountain bike. You know, and I, I felt it before. Yeah. You know, but I don't ride like you guys ride. But, but you know. it, it is, it's all about what your what your goals are. Mm-hmm. If you just want to get exercise, 
a mountain bike is going to work you a lot harder than yeah. a road bike. Right. You know, you'll get a, a more exercise in a shorter period of time. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. So uh, that's how you go about se- selection, right? Yeah, figure out what you what what your goals are. Figure out who you're riding with. You know, if you're riding with some uh, some heavy duties, well, or, or just some beginner some, some some beginner road bike people, you're not gonna be able to keep up with them on your mountain bike. You know, if they have different if types they, of bikes. If, they, right? if they're on a road bike, now, if you're riding with a bunch of mountain mountain bike people, you're good to go. You're good to uh, go. <laughs> and that's gonna just depend on how much you're riding your bike. Right. Because all that plays into it, you know, mm-hmm. is uh, your conditioning, and the more you ride, the better condition mm-hmm. you're in. Because, because some people, I believe, now I'm just asking the question because I don't know. Some people ride bikes for exercise. Some people just ride bikes for fun, just to ride around. You get on the bike, let's ride down to the park. Absolutely. You, know? you still get in exercise if you just yeah. Either way, you just getting on a bike. Period is exercise. exercise. And, and you're getting out in the sun. Mm-hmm. You get your vitamin D. You get out some sunshine. You get out mm-hmm. some fresh air, mm-hmm. and it just changed your whole disposition mm-hmm. when you're out riding. Right. I know. I got a cousin who rides the bike religiously and he rides it all over Tulsa and go places. And he just comes by, he has his music on his bike and he just rides everywhere all the time. It's just second nature. You now know, see, I, I, I don't ride with music. Um, simply I spend a lot of time riding by myself as I train and I, I need to hear the vehicles that's coming. Okay. Uh, I got me. you. So, but I'm not, I'm, I'm out there uh, on the highway you know, uh, by well, myself. riding on the highway. I'm, huh? I'm, I'm riding on the side, you know, on the side of the road, but I'm out there by myself. So I have to, I oh, have yeah, to, you gotta be yeah, I got to be tuned in to what's going on around me. So I don't, I typically, I don't ride with music, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that's not knocking anybody that's doing a slow roll. That's uh, riding, and, and in, riding the, in a neighborhood right. or something like, right. That's great. Dwight, you done, Dwight, you still on? Yes, sir. Now, are you riding down there in Houston? You still riding? I, I, I ride occasionally. We got a ride group uh, that pulls out from a, a local coffee shop over here called PJ's Coffee, and they got a couple of cats that, uh, not a couple of them, in fact, about 20 of them uh, that, that ride uh, throughout the weekend and then on the weekends. But uh, occasionally I'll go out with them and ride and get a little bit in. But uh, so, they're pretty Actually, they they They've uh, group formed uh, right during the pandemic. So they went from a couple guys to about 20, 25 guys in about maybe okay. uh, two months. So, so there, there should be more bike, there are black bike clubs down there in Houston, shouldn't it be? Or is uh, there, do you know about them? Oh, yeah, yeah. So th- these guys just formed uh, last spring. So there's okay. uh, several, probably. Uh, there's one called Draft, one called Justice League, one called Northside Riders. I mean, there's probably, uh, there were, you know, normally any given time in the past, there were about six to eight of them, but now probably close to 20, 20 groups. Wow. In, in That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. So what about Tulsa? Do we have, is this the first one or do, uh, what, do we have more than one bike club here? Uh, as far as I know, uh, Black Wall Street Riders were the first, and now now we have a second group called uh, McLean Class of '82 Rollout Crew, and they, they ride bikes. Yeah, and they've yeah. really been riding. Uh, it's been a lot of them. 
they have a pretty uh, good group. They they have a pretty good group. It, I don't know why, but you know, uh, since the pandemic, uh, cycling has taken off. I mean, astronomically, and but it doesn't seem to have that effect here. So, uh, you know, I think that is for some. I know people that I've talked to, and uh, they said that our style of riding is uh, that I. Is uh too advanced. That our mm-hmm. style of riding is too advanced for them. But like I told them, like I tell people all the time, no, we, you know, cycling comes in different groups, and uh, you know, we got a group that we'll match you up with. So hopefully, by having this uh Black Wall Street 100, that uh people will come out. And uh, ride their bikes. There's different routes for, you know, we got a distance for whatever you want to go. We got a distance for it. Mm-hmm. So when is this event going to take place? It'll take place June 18th. Uh, it starts at... What time? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. It's 8 o'clock in the morning? It's Friday, mm-hmm. June 18th. Friday, June 18th. And uh, the big rides, the 25 to 50 okay. and 100K, are mm-hmm. going to kick off at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Where's the starting point? Greenwood and Archer. Greenwood and Archer. And uh, you have how, just one group. How many groups? We got, uh, we have the five, the 50, uh, the 25K, the 50K, and the 100K. Those are the big people riders. Then we have uh, the slow roll 5K, and we have uh, kids 1,000-meter one, sprint for children 6 to 10. Mm-hmm. And the slow roll is uh, kids and family. Kids know, and so, family? Yeah. So that's that's gonna be a that should be a real fun event. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to add that the first fifty kids to sign up for the slow roll, uh, get a free bike. A free bicycle? Yes, they get a free bicycle. Okay. The first fifty that there's a paid interest and the interest fee is only ten dollars, but they'll get a brand new bike. It's a twenty inch uh BMX bike. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of bikes, they got that BMX Center coming on over they there. Do. Yeah, they right. Do. They're building it, aren't? Yeah. It's coming on up. Coming on up. How do you think that's going to affect Tulsa and what's it going to be? Do you think it's going to benefit us is when it comes to bike riding? I hope it does. Uh, you know, it's hard to say uh, how we, the right now we got uh, a lot of interest in trying to get more blacks into cycling, um, and we have. Uh, some youth programs going on in the school with bike club. Uh, they're trying to get kids on bikes, on mountain bikes, and racing bikes. And uh, and as that progresses, I think it's just going to uh, be a feeder to get more kids in BMX and, and other other type of riding. If you don't ever see anybody racing BMX, there's no reason for you to consider doing it. Mm-hmm. You know. So at our at our event. Um, Malachi and uh, Xavier, mm-hmm. those are two local kids that went through bike club that are mountain bike racing now and also crit racing uh, here in town. You might want to explain what crit racing is. Crit yeah. is a circle like downtown. It's just a, it's just like a NASCAR on bikes. That okay, go around. And around. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, then we're going to have Kevin Matthews, not the not, not the senator. Okay. Not to, not to say representation. Huh? Yeah. He's, he's a, a senator. He's a uh, he's a lawyer. That's a, a black track cyclist. Mm-hmm. He's going to be out 
talking to engaging with the kids about what he does, you know, with cycling, with cycling. There's not a whole lot of blacks in track cycling and he's been doing it for years. And uh, so he's going to be out talking about major Taylor. Major Taylor was the world champion bike rider in 1899 through 1902. The only black man in the business and he was world champion. Uh, but you don't hear about that. You don't hear about that history, book. huh? Exactly. No. So Kevin has lived that life of traveling around, being the only black at an event and competing, you know. Uh, so he's actually lived that life. So he have a, a great story to share with the kids. So he'll be here as well. Yeah, he lives. He's here in Tulsa. Oh, he lives here. He lives here. And, okay, uh, I didn't know it was another Kevin Matthews. <laughs> but Kevin spelled his name with two N's and two T's and Matthews. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So quite a character. Okay. Great, great, great. So um maintenance on a bicycle. What do you what do you suggest that people do on the maintenance of their bike? I think that uh what's important? I think they should uh take their if they hadn't ridden their bike in a while, I think they should take it down to fat tire and get a tune up. Okay. And uh, in fact on June the sixth, Fat Tires are gonna do a clinic. That's uh, on a Sunday, right? Sunday when they close? You say June sixth. That's my birthday, June so that's 6th. on Sunday. June 6th. I'll have to verify that date, mm-hmm. but it's June 6th. After they close, they're going to do a uh, an hour of bike maintenance, showing people how to do maintenance on their bike. Okay, that'd they be said, good. Do not bring your bike. Don't bring your Don't bike. bring your bike because it's, it's too only, much. It's too, many, it's too many people come in with bikes. Mm-hmm. So they suggest that you come in for a tune-up and then t- come to the class and they can and learn you how, how to, maintenance, to, your to maintenance your bike. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they, a lot of times people say, I've heard, got to make sure your chain is oiled good. And uh, then again, I don't know. Well, you, you uh, should, but your it's how you and all take of care of your bike. Okay. If you leave your bike outside, your chain's going to need to be lubed all the time because mm-hmm. it's going to rust. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, if you keep your bike in the garage, it's going to need less maintenance than a bike that's kept in, uh, mm-hmm. that's kept outside. Right. So it, if so you, your tires can dry rot and all that, right? Well, if you hadn't ridden your tires and the bike stays outside a lot, yeah, yeah, you you're subject to all you're that. Subject type. to all of that, you probably need to. If you hadn't ridden your bike in a year and it's been outside, you probably need to go get mm-hmm. new tires. Uh, but like I said, if it's in a garage or in a back room where it's not in the elements, uh, they'll last for mm-hmm. a long time. Now, a lot of people, I think, are confused and shifting gears. The gear shift deal, man, you know, <laughs> that that can be a, a whole big old trip for some people because they don't know really what gear to put the bike in, you know. So do I put it right here to, to cruise? I'm going up a hill. Do I need to put it in this gear or what? People don't know. So and can you explain to us how do you find out how to shift gears? Because that's a big deal. That's a big deal, but that's part of learning your bike. And I can't, we can't really explain it in, you know, just an hour sitting here. Mm-hmm. It's getting out and riding your bike and playing with the gears to see what's comfortable for you. To pedal, huh? You know, okay, so if you only had one gear, you know, when we were kids, That's you know, we had, one. we had one gear, you didn't have to worry about that. Right, you no, know? you didn't. <laughs> you didn't have to shift nothing. All you have to do is just pedal. Yeah, right. So you have the, the big sprocket in the front is made for speed when you want to go fast you get on the big sprocket in the front and you get on the smallest sprocket in the back it's going to give you the most resistance but it's going to move your wheels the farthest with each pedal stroke so if you need to climb 
You get on the smallest gear in the front and the biggest gear in the back. Okay. Then you're just spinning your little wheels. Uh-huh. You're not going very fast, but it will take you uphill a lot easier than the big gear up front. So Yeah, man. You know, huh? I tell a lot of people, I say, you know, just to get an idea of how to do it is go to YouTube. YouTube has plenty of, yeah, <laughs> plenty of, of videos that will explain it to you, you know, and use it. I just use it as a start. You know, at least it'll help you get familiar with the different positions, the gearing, and uh, it tells you about not cross cross chaining. I'm saying, is that right? Uh, cross chaining yeah. is you own your biggest gear up front and maybe your biggest gear in the back. It they're they're not aligned. They're kind of off centered. Okay, so uh, the ideal is being on the the middle where your chain is the straightest, that's the... Rather than being at an angle? Rather than being at an angle. Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah. I'm making hand movements like we're on television. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> they, they can see you. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that works. they can see you. All right. You know, so that's uh, that's interesting, man, you know, because a lot of people don't know about that kind of stuff on and, a bike. And that's the beauty of riding with people because when you get in a group, somebody will take the time to show you what you need to know. And that that's the beautiful thing when you when you get in the bike family, people teach you because you can't you don't learn this stuff by yourself. You know, just ride with other people and they're pointing out different things. You try it, you try it, you practice, and before you know it, you're showing somebody else how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that transfer of knowledge just kind of through mentorship. Mm-hmm. What what about safety? Now, safety, you won't see me on my bike without my bike helmet. I uh I had never had stitches until I was 46 years old. <laughs> I had an accident on wow. my bike, and and uh, I uh, got hung up in a fence, went down hard, and my uh, glasses uh, got pushed down into my eye, and mm. it cut the bottom of my eye. Wow. So I had to have stitches. But I damaged my helmet. Uh, I probably had a mild concussion, but it had been a lot worse if I didn't have a bike helmet on. So if I'm on my bike, I, I wear a helmet. Uh, and for our rides, our helmet is required. The, uh, and the city requires you to have no, a helmet? Not, no, not the city. But what? Our our group require a helmet. Okay, in yeah. your group. Yeah, in our group. I mean, is, there, is there a requirement through the city to, that you no. got to ride a helmet? You no. got to have a It's not. No. You can ride without one if you, you can want. Ride without, you can ride motorcycles in this. In this Down, uh, I see guys riding this, without uh, helmets. In the state without helmets. So mm-hmm. it's not a requirement, but... For insurance purposes, you know, you have to have a helmet. Mm-hmm. You know, my motto is, you know, you got two legs, two arms, two hands, two eyes, two ears, but you only have one head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and people ought to want to take care of their head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about, like, the reflectors on a bike and things like that? Uh, do you need them? You should have reflectors uh, most of us have lights on the back of our bikes that we can turn on, a little strobe light. Mm-hmm. Even in the daytime we ride, we have those on just to let cars soften the visual. Or let, signal lights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make a left turn or something. Else. So, uh, yeah, reflectors mm-hmm. are good. Uh, a lot of times, uh, a, lot, a lot of adult riders will take the reflectors off their wheels, uh, and they'll have reflective clothing on that uh, most of the cycling kits have some type of reflective clothing on. 
to uh so when some light hits you it will we'll mm-hmm. reflect uh, mm-hmm. especially if it's getting dark you mm-hmm. know you know one of the biggest <laughs> one of the biggest complaints that I hear people talk about is oh my butt how do you get used to the seat? Feet, right, right. That's, <laughs> but, that's why I hear that's it all the time. Question. Too. You know, but I like for people to know that hey, you can buy padded bike shorts that will help. Also, people think that and you buy padded seats. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you about padded seats. The larger the seat is that you put on your bike for comfort, that's more area of your butt on that seat. Mm-hmm. Less, the smaller seat you have, less butt on it, so that's less butt to hurt. Mm. So, so. Th- that's a good statement. And so my first bike that I purchased, it had an Italian racing saddle. That is a slim little, very lightweight saddle. It was about, you know, four inches wide on the bottom and narrow at the top. Uh, that that saddle didn't fit me. And I mm-hmm. could only ride it for about an hour uh, because my sit bones, I'm not a small Italian. I'm a big guy. Right. Okay. Right, right. So I had to I had I had to try five or six different saddles before I found one that spread the weight out over my sit bones to where I could ride for over an hour. Mm-hmm. So you ride an hour, huh? Well, over an hour. Mm-hmm. I couldn't ride I could barely ride an hour on that little narrow saddle. The one I have now I can ride ten hours on. Okay. I found the right saddle, saddle that fits fit you. But yeah. yeah, right, because yeah, so, that is so important, isn't it? It is. And so you have to, if the saddle is, if it hurts, that's not the saddle for you. You just have mm-hmm. to go and find the one that uh, that fits you. Mm-hmm. And at that point, life becomes pretty good. That's pretty good. So when you get the, the right cushion for your butt. Well, right? it's the right cushion and the right size. So you can take a, that narrow saddle that's too small mm-hmm. and put a cushion on it, but it's still going to be too small. So getting that getting that saddle that fits your body type works. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I I had a lot of people laugh at me because they look at the size of my saddle, and I'm like I much I ride better when I'm comfortable. Then okay, this saddle is heavier than that racing saddle, but that racing saddle didn't work for me. So you know if I'm gonna be comfortable, if I'm gonna be on a bike for four hours, I'm gonna be comfortable. Yeah, yeah, you need to be. Absolutely. Especially if you're going long distance, all that long distance. Absolutely. Huh? You need to be comfortable. Water bottles. Water bottles. I am, uh, okay, if you're, when we're in high school, every okay. sport we did didn't take over an hour. That's true. You didn't have to drink. You didn't have to eat. You know, that was just, it was an hour and it was done. If you're riding for less than an hour, you probably don't need any water. You know? Uh, now, if you're riding for four hours or five hours and it's hot, you're going to need water. Okay, I sweat. Uh, I, I have pools of sweat rolling off of me, mm-hmm. so I have to drink more than most people. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll actually have two bottles on my bike, and they'll usually have some type of uh, uh, rehydration. I can't do Gatorade because of the sugar, mm-hmm. but I'll have a mix to rehydrate me. And I also have a camel bag with water, uh, 70 ounces or so. But that's what I need to get me to where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Uh, because some people... Do you ever splash it on you or you just keep drinking it? If it's in July and there ain't no shade, I will splash some on me. Uh, it's so hot. It can be so hot when you're Rainy, in the bike. huh, man? Absolutely. You have, to get out of the, you have to get out of the sun, get to some shade, let your core temperature cool down. Cool down, huh? 
and then you can perform better to get home. If mm-hmm. you just have to pull yourself over, get out of the heat for a while, uh, cool down, yeah, makes it much better. I know you've seen some people probably pass out from riding bikes, huh? Uh, I have actually passed out. Yourself, huh? I have. I've been. I've heard some people yelling, "Hey, Mister, you all right? I'm laying in the weeds, man. Uh-huh. You know, I raise up because I was dehydrated. Dehydrated. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I say this: hydration doesn't start the day of the of the ride. You need to be drinking, getting hydrated before the days before. Absolutely. Putting plenty of water in your system and getting ready, huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. So that that was one of the hardest things that I had to learn uh, going into endurance sports was being properly hydrated and properly fueled. If you're on a five-hour bike ride, uh, you also have to eat. Like you say, well, you know, I don't. Some people say I don't eat when I ride. Well, if you they ride on an empty stomach, that's why they have the trouble they have because you have to have fuel in this thing. You can't run your car without fuel. You can't run your body without fuel, and you have to be fueled and you have to be hydrated. And if you stay fueled and hydrated, you'll have an excellent experience. It's nothing like that feeling when you run out of fuel, and they call it bunking, and, you know, you can't get up a little hill. You can barely make it on the bike. It's it's an ugly feeling. So uh, if you're going over an hour, you start need to look at uh, fuel, water and fuel, water and food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I guess you got to make, you got to prep. Preparation is everything. Preparation is everything. You know, if you're just doing a slow roll, I'm going to go do a slow roll today when I leave here. It's going to be three to five miles. I don't have a water bottle on the bike. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to need it. But if I'm doing a 30-mile ride. 10 miles or something. 10 miles. I I get 10 miles. I wouldn't need anything for 10 miles. But 20 miles, huh? Yeah, yeah, 20 miles, I'd probably need some water for that. But somebody not... Used to riding it far, they gonna need some water. They gonna need some water, exactly. What you have to, you have to realize where you are. You know, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. You know, for it to be water or, f- or food or whatever when you're on a bike. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So uh, you guys are gonna be doing this bike ride, and this bike ride is gonna start at Greenwood and Archer. Yep. And it's going to end up where? At Greenwood and Archer. It's, so where are you going? You're leaving okay. Greenwood and Archer and you're going to ride where you where you're okay. riding to? So uh, which one do you want? Which route do you want? Well, I'm going to have to take... the big one or the short one? I'm going to have to take the short one. Okay. Because the, the 5K. <laughs> that's what I'm going to have to take, the short one. Okay. The 5K is going to leave Greenwood and Archer, go down to OSU, cross over, catch on the Osage Trail, mm-hmm. go down to Tecumseh, Mm-hmm. Got to make a left on Tecumseh, head over to Hartford. Hartford, and then wind its way back to Greenwood, and then up Greenwood, Archer, and uh, and Greenwood. Okay, I that's think not bad. After you leave Hartford, I think you go over to uh, Seminole, and then you hit Greenwood and yeah. go right on that. Mm, that's not a bad ride. No, it's an easy one right there. Well, no. It's easy, but coming back up Greenwood, there's a little hill. Oh, I, I know. I didn't did it. I've done it a few times. I mean, I'm like, man, that hill is something else. So for people that hadn't been riding a lot and for some of the kids, that's going to be a little challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's coming some, back. Coming yeah, back, yeah. Because yeah. going is downhill. Downhill, yeah, right. That's, yeah, that's always that's the easy. Yeah, that's the that's fun a, part. I couldn't wait till I got up that hill right there by OSU. 
And it's glad all oh, the way yeah. down. There you go. All Absolutely. the way down. Well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, we've all had to get off and walk our bikes up a hill oh, yeah. at some point or another, you know. And if you can't make it, just get off and walk. Ain't no shame in your game. I've walked it before on a mountain bike. <laughs> I've walked it before on yeah. a road bike. Yeah. So, I mean, so, you know. Uh, I, yeah. But uh, back to the BWS 100, you know, uh we as a race of people, we don't do too good with our health, and myself included. You know, I suffer from uh, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and diabetes. And I, I call it a lot of it. I call it pushback table. You know, well, a lot Push, of pushing food. back from the table. But you know, that's you how know. we get this weight and all these guts and all this stuff. But you know. With doing this ride, we're hoping that we can uh, encourage others to uh, get out and ride a bike as a form of exercise to improve their health. Uh, we call it the, the BWS 100 for several reasons. For one, uh, this is the centennial of the 1921 race massacre. For the biking world, most races are done in uh, metrics, and the 100K is actually 62 miles, but in the metrics, so it's a 100. For diabetes, the optimum number that uh, the medical association says that we should be attempting to achieve is 100, so we have 100. But like I say, uh, I'm just hoping that this will uh, interest some people to uh, continue riding after the slow roll. Uh, Black Wall Street riders will welcome them into the group, and I promise there's a ride for everybody. So you talked about that uh, extra weight and all the things, uh, the pushback from the table. Uh, the deck is, is stacked against Americans, not just black Americans, but Americans. Uh, each year, the sugar content in the food goes higher and higher. Right now, the average American is eating about 240 pounds per sugar a year. That's a lot of sugar. In 1950s, that was probably 85 pounds of sugar. So if you look at a man from the 1950s, the average size was under 200 pounds. Right now, our average size is close to 240, 250 pounds. And we got so many people over 300 now. Well, they say national statistics show that the average weight of a man is 168 pounds. That's on the average weight of a man throughout the United States. That was, how old is that? No, that's recent. If you do your research, you'll see that's recent. We've talked about it, had it on the show before. And they said the average weight of a female is 185 pounds. That's the average weight of the average female due to obesity that has taken place. And, uh, you know, when you have them stats like that, because we're, we're over the, the weight of men and women in the sixties and seventies was a lot less. We're bigger. We're the biggest biggest people on the planet now with uh, obesity really taking stage. They say um, 80% of our females are overweight. Uh, males are overweight, 
I'm talking about African Americans, you know, right. but United States period. Yeah, period. It's not black. It ain't just black, you know, are overweight, you know, and that's due to fast food eating, eating a lot of junk. Uh, people are not cooking like they used to right. cook in the kitchens and stuff. And modern day generations of uh, youth and younger people, they're not cooking at all. It's well, a, it, you know, McDonald's so the closest thing to get there. It's a, you know? it's, a, it's a lot of things stacked against us. There used to be, we used to do manual labor for work. Oh, yeah, we don't okay. do that anymore. So we, we, we work in an office. We mm-hmm. work in front of computer screens. Mm-hmm. You know, there's less people doing physical work. Our okay. young our young men are not actually doing any physical skill labor. No. Uh, Hispanics are doing it. Uh, other races are doing it. But we're not actually hammering, nailing, right. painting, sawing, uh, doing none of that physical stuff that keeps us going in shape. And so you look at the kids that uh, play sports in school. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're in great shape because they're on the football team, basketball team, whatever. But the other kids, they used to play basketball after school. They used to play football in the neighborhood. They don't do that anymore. They play no. video games. Yeah, right. That's what we talk about that uh, being in the house. See, the situation being is uh, you got a lot of single parent mothers who raising their children, which they don't have men in the household. So the guys grow up not knowing any male values. They don't know, you know, because their PlayStation got them. Right. And they playing and they eating. Uh, moms may some moms may be feeding feeding them fast food every day. Oh, I want some nuggets. I want some dum dum. So you grow up and then they graduate or whatever. And they don't have the skill sets to build hammer say you right. know nail or do things like what we were when we came up. You know our parents and dads and them made us work. Well, you was out there working with them. Yeah, you was working alongside right. all the time, lifting this, nailing that. Handing nails, doing all kind of stuff back in those days, which you don't do today. So the exercise is not there today. You know, and uh, do they still have PE in schools now? Uh, yeah, some of them still have PE in school, but they took out skill sets. See, that was a big mistake, taking out wood shop, taking out mechanic, mechanic shop, shop. Yeah. taking out home economics. That was the biggest mistake the school system probably could have done. You know, so now you got uh, generations of Youth and young people don't know anything but the computers and, you know, cell phones and that kind of stuff. So getting on a bicycle, even for some of them, is going to be challenging, you know? You know, I've noticed, and I've been doing this for quite a while, that when I get out and ride my bike on the regular, uh, my blood pressure goes down, my diabetes goes down, and, uh, and I actually lose some weight. Have. I, you know, just did it consistently like I should. Uh, I probably would be able to get off a lot of the medications that I do take right now simply because I'm out riding a bike. And like I said, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be a speed demon. You don't have to, you know, uh, ride with as fast as you can. Just getting out, moving around. It's, it's fun. It's just, it's just by movement. Mm-hmm. We've become so sedentary that, you know, we uh, come home from work. Uh, if we don't have anything to do, if we're not cooking or whatever, then we're going straight plopping down in front of the television, and that's where we are for, you know, the rest of the evening. Uh, we're not getting outside, and to be, you know. And we you know, get outside you know, and, just, and we're, not, we're not doing any of that kind of stuff for mostly. I try to be active, though, because I'm doing stuff all the time. You know, and try to be active and stuff. But I know a lot of my classmates and other 
people around my age who don't do nothing. Right. They wake up in the morning. They drink a cup of coffee. They watch the prices right. You know, Judge, you <laughs> know, Judge Judy, Judy, Judy Joe, Brown. Joe Brown and uh, Judge Mathis. Then they may get up later on and go to the grocery store, grab some something, and then come back and cook, watch some more television. You know, and then if the grandkids come over that evening or something like that, they're in and repeat themselves over and over and over. And it becomes a way of life. Right. You know, they're not interacting with people. They're not going out in the community. They're not doing anything. And uh, it just keeps it keeps them in that little what I call the box. Right. You know, you remember right out of uh, high school, college, you remember when the, the everybody was dancing in the nightclubs? Mm hmm. You didn't realize how great shape you were in to be man. out there dancing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So right. whether, whether it's dancing or walking or biking, it's it's movement. Yeah, it's movement. You know, and if you can get a group and have some fun yeah. and start needing to do, do some stuff. dancing yeah. or, or just something out. Man, you it, made a good point because uh, I was about a month ago, we were talking about, how exercising that was exercise in the club. You didn't even know you be out on the dance floor sweating, 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 sweating <laughs> dripping wet. You know what I mean? Out there dancing, man. You, you know? was having fun, having fun, and you was moving your body. Mm-hmm. You was bending. You was trying to drop it like and, it's hot. And people you know? were better in shape. It was in better shape. In better shape. So yeah. when we got out of the dance clubs, we stopped doing anything. We right. didn't replace it with anything. Right. That's true. You know, and and so just we just have to find something. To replace that with whether it be cycling, walking, going, joining the old folks dance club, right. whatever, <laughs> whatever dancing, right? Just go out, to, but to get the body moving and have some fun, mm-hmm. interaction with people. No, we need to really do that, you know, get back to that because where we're going right now is kind of rough. That's why they need to join you guys' bike club, Absolutely. you know, and come on out and get some exercise. And you know, you know what a doctor told me one time. One doctor he says, Bobby. If it's not in the house, you can't eat it. I thought about that. But when you go grocery shopping, if you buy junk and bring it to your house, you're going to eat it. You're going to eat it. But if if, if it ain't no junk in your house to eat, then, hey, you ain't got no junk. You just got good stuff to eat. Right. You know what I mean? I'm st- I still be cheating, though. Know, you know, so <laughs> that's the way that the way that be going. Well, I mean, you know, you know it, it, I'm like this, you know, if you start off and you just out of the gate, Still trying to deprive yourself of stuff that you've been eating for years and years and years. It's difficult, but I mean, uh, my approach is to just kind of wean myself off of it. You know, gradually, I'm not going, I'm not eating as much of this as I used to. But it's like, but I, I follow what your doctor say. I quit years ago bringing junk into the house. Yeah, if you bring, you know, if I eat junk. I'm I got some, I got some junk over there right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Ain't no even lying. I ain't going to lie to you. But, you know, we just have to change our eating habits and see the good stuff that tastes good to us is the junk. It's the junk. It's the junk. Bobby, I uh, I got diagnosed with prostate cancer in November of uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. And um, so I decided that I was going to – I wasn't going to let them cut up my prostate. I was going to go – uh, natural, and part of that process was I had to change my diet. Mm. So I went from um, I went completely plant based, no sugar and no dairy. Oh wow! So I don't eat anything with sugar in it. Mm. I don't eat any meat. 
I don't eat any dairy. Oh, really? Okay. So what's what's what that's am I why you're eat? looking healthy right there, huh? Yeah, I went from 248 pounds. Today I weigh 198. That's good, man. 90% of that was just by cutting the sugar out of my diet. Okay. Just so li- cutting sugar out. Cutting sugar out. I read the labels. If it has added sugar, I don't eat it. It's so much stuff that has added sugar. It you don't even know you're getting it. You that's can right. buy something healthy, and you look on the back, and it's got 22 grams of added sugar. Okay, so I talked to my nutritionist, and I said, well, when this is over, I'll probably go back to eating dairy. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, my God. She said, the last thing I want to see you do is eat dairy because dairy creates inflammation in the body. Mm-hmm. We, The human is the only animal that drinks milk after it was a child, I mean, after it was weaned <laughs> off, okay? A cow's milk was designed to take a calf and make it 800 pounds. Mm-hmm. It's not designed for the human. That was the biggest, to, to get countries to buy into drinking milk, that's the big, been the biggest con on the world. Drinking milk? Drinking milk. Ooh, I'm guilty. Drink, milk is for mm-hmm. cows. Mm-hmm. You know, the only milk we should have been drinking is our mother's breast milk till we was weaned off of that it. That was it, huh? That was it. Boy, you got a good point right there. It creates so many problems for the body, especially if you got ice cream and all that. Huh? All that. Well, ice cream tastes so great. Oh, it's man. got the fat, it's got the sugar. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay, so you got you getting the dairy, it's gonna create inflammation and you're getting all that sugar that blocks up your arteries and, and it it just does so much to add unnecessary weight to your body. And I love ice cream, but I don't eat it anymore. I'd rather live and not have to worry about cancer coming back because I'm feeding it sugar and a bunch of stuff that my body shouldn't be having. Mm. Yeah, well, a lot of stuff we eat that's not good for us, you know, but we got to have exercise to go along with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know. Well, look here, we're going to take a short, what they say, pause for the cause, and um, we'll be right back. Hey, Black Wall Street 100, bike riders are in the house on the Bobby Eaton Show, KBOB 89.9. FM. So we want you guys to just stick around, okay? All right, we're going to be right back. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Lester Troutman. It's Zab Troutman. the big Zap. And when we in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we always listen to Black Power. This is the Prince of Pan-Africanism, Dr. Umar Johnson. Whenever I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I'm listening to The Bobby Eaton Show, 89.9 FM KBOB, for news, information, and critical analysis. The Bobby Eaton Show, that's where Dr. Umar hangs out. What's up, y'all? This is Charlie Wilson. And you listen to 89.9 FM, Bobby Eaton Show. I was rolling in the car when I pulled up at the mouth. How to order chicken wings. Number one, find a good wing spot. I know a wing spot, Max Wings. Number two, decide if you want a combo or if you want to order a la cava. Huh? What's that? Well, combos come with chicken, 
veggie sticks, fries, and a drink for a discounted price. A la carte means that you order each item separately. Ah, okay. Three, decide if you want bone-in, boneless, or cauliflower wings. And then determine the delicious flavor you want on your wings. I didn't even know cauliflower had wings. You learn something new every day. Have you been to Max Wings? Yep, yep, Max yep. Wings is located at 782 East Pine Street in Tulsa. We're open Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. and on Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Come to Max Wings, home of the dry rub fries. Denise with Addie Mae's Food for the Soul, where we cater to vegan, Presbyterian, and everyday sultry soul food. We have Meatloaf Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, Chicken Wing Wednesdays, Turkey and Dressing Thursdays, Fish Fridays, Barbecue Saturdays, and Sundays is our sultry soul food. We're located at 5266 North Peoria. You can contact us with call-in orders at 918-845-2989, and we also deliver with DoorDash. Hope to see you soon. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroot Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to The Power Group, Visit bwschamber.com. Hello, Tulsa. This is Janetta Cole with Sunday Dinner and More by Janet, your weekend soul spot. Every Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. We're located 531 East Apache in the historic Apache Circle Center. Of course, during these times, it's carry-out only, but you can call 918-951-5143. That's Sunday Dinner and More by Janice. Can't feel I don't want nobody else to ever love me. You are the shining star. North Star Security and Private Investigation provides over 35 years of experience to ensure your security and investigation needs are met. Our officers are CLEAT and state certified. If you are seeking employment, stop by our website at www.northstarsecurityandpi.com. For details on quotes and employment opportunities, call today at 918-248-6592. That's 918-248-6592. North Star Security and Private Investigation. We're, we're ready for life beyond COVID-19, beyond boundaries. And the vaccine is our best shot at getting there. Walk in for a free COVID-19 vaccine at the Community Vaccination Center, located at the Tulsa Community College, Northeast Campus. 
<laughs> black on Black Community Radio. Streaming at All right. Hey, we're back here on KBOB 89.9, The Bobby Eaton Show, which airs every Monday, Wednesday, 6 p.m., and on uh, Saturdays like today from 12 to 2 p.m. So I want you to tune in. Hey, we are taking donations over here, 1533 North Norfolk home of Joe Eaton, so we want you to um, pop on by here, help us out. This is a community radio station, and we believe in honoring all peoples of all walks of life. It don't matter what you live in, what your status is, from senators to representatives to homeless to single-parent moms. Hey, you're welcome over here, KBOB 89.9. Also, we want to let you guys know, Put a note on this one. June 5th, the North Tulsa Community Festival, 1533, right across the street right here. We're going to have a lot of bands and uh, entertainment and uh, vendors. And it's going to be, let's see, some of the entertainment is uh, Tony Mason will be here. Faye Moffitt will be here. Charlie Red and Full Flavor Kings, Wall Street Band. Oh, man, we could go on and on. It's going to be a lot of entertainment taking place over here on June the 5th in honor of uh, the Centennial uh, Massacre 1921. So we want all you guys to be here. Hey, we've been talking about cycling and bike riding and all of that stuff, and uh, even about health. And, Osborne, you were talking about health, uh, uh, changing your eating habits and stuff, right? Absolutely. So uh, pull that mic up a little bit closer to you. You can just pull it on. There you go. But uh, people don't really understand sugar is the number one food source for cancer. So when you're trying to fight cancer or you're trying to be healthy naturally, uh, the more sugar you can reduce in your diet, the better off you're going to be. Uh, now, I eat, I have a sugar substitute. It's monk fruit and stevia. It looks like sugar but it's not the same compounds as sugar and it does not feed cancer. So to fight cancer, you deny its food source and then you take action to kill the cancer. And uh, I've been, I've, I've met some people that was uh, successfully navigated me through that process to where I can sit here today and say I'm cancer free and I didn't spend a day in the hospital. That's great. That's Fantastic. Really Sugar is addictive. A lot of people don't understand, but it is. Sugar is addictive. Plus, I consider it being a poison because you really don't have any uh, health benefits from eating sugar. It's just, you know, something that we consume because Man, we consume that poison. If you yeah. be honest with yourself, you're going to eat oh. some cookies and eat some junk and all that kind of stuff, you know, it is a poison. And dairy is also addictive. Right. There's uh, a... Compound. You said berry. Dairy. Oh, dairy. Dairy. Uh, it's called casein. Comes in milk, and casein makes a baby cow suckle more. So when you take that casein, that milk, and you make cheese out of it, you take that milk and you just increase the, you magnify the amount of casein in a piece of cheese. So when people say, "I love cheese. I can't stop eating cheese," it's the same thing. It's addicting. It's it's more addicting than. Uh, than uh, heroin casein mm-hmm. is, you know. So uh, between eating too much dairy and eating too much sugar, it really puts your body in a bad, uh, bad spot. 
you know, uh, our thing for the BWS 100 is keep it moving. And, you know, it was influenced by the energy of O.W. Gurley, J.B. Stratford, and Lou Williams, and other pioneers that inspired the community to move. Uh, and that's basically what we want people to do is move. We're going to have uh, not only a bicycle group set up, we're going to also have uh, some uh, p- people to take you through some exercises, uh, some dance, a dance group. So, you know, it's we have things there to keep people moving. Mm-hmm. You know, while they out enjoying the Juneteenth Festival. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Now, Dwight, you still with us? Yes, sir. <clears throat> Hello? I don't think he's still there. Yes. Can you hear me? No, okay. I'm here. I was going to ask him about oh. the drink that he has made, you know, put together. He got a drink, right? Yeah, he has a drink. Uh, it doesn't really uh, have a a name, but uh, it's a healthy drink. It's all, you know, all natural. No, no artificial additives or anything like that. But um, mm-hmm. you can uh, you can buy it, purchase it down at the uh, Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge. Yeah, uh, yeah. can you get a drink? They know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Hello. But uh, Hello? you know. When it comes to cycling, Tulsa is, you know, trying to promote itself as a cycling city. Uh, the Ironman, the Ironman headquarters uh, has been moved here, I believe. Uh, you know, we do the Tulsa Tough. Uh, it's so many. It's a lot of bike riders and bike clubs taking place, but African American bike clubs, we don't have them, right? Well, I think this is only one, two, the two, two of them. The two that Gabe had mentioned, mentioned earlier. Um, okay, so cycling is kind of expensive, um, and as in the bikes and the equipment and, mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and a lot of there are black guys that ride, but we're typically spread out. You know, we all don't live in Tulsa. Like right now, I'm living in Owasso. I have some friends mm-hmm. that lives in uh, Broken Arrow, Simon so Jinx, and they have groups that they ride with. Like there's the Tulsa Wheelman, you know. Uh, just under the level of professional cyclists there. But so everybody has their groups that they ride with uh, that the the cyclist has been riding for a long time like me. So trying to get over and bring some new cycling, new black cycling in, and that's what this whole thing is kind of about. You know, we meet you where you are, and then we try to uh, get cycling on the minds of children early so they can kind of grow into it. Uh, versus just getting hit with it. You know, you wake up and see guys on a bike one day, mm-hmm. you know, so this whole uh, process of getting more people out to to ride and start exercising and moving. Uh, but starting out with the younger kids and just kind of grow a group of cyclists, it, it takes a while to do that. Yeah. You know, people don't realize it, but uh, cycling, bicycle riding, it helps improve your mental health, you know. Yeah, mental health, and that's something that we seriously have in our communities is amount of mental health. 
I see a lot of homeless guys on bicycles, and they be riding. Mm-hmm. They come by here, you know. That's due to a group called the Hub. Uh, they have a okay. So you got Bike Club that sets up biking programs in the schools for children. Mm-hmm. There's a group called the Hub that helps. If you lost your license and you can't drive, you can go to them and they can hook you up with a bicycle, or you can have some transportation. Okay, if you see a lot of if you're homeless, mm-hmm. you can go up there and they can hook you up with a bike so you can have some transportation. Uh the lady's name is Ren Bagger. <clears throat> where a, where would they go? I think it's uh it's on Third Street, just uh just west of the post office. <clears throat> I don't have the address with me. Uh but it's the hub. And if you just Google Hub in Tulsa, it'll tell you, you know, how to get in touch with them. Yeah. But yeah, they have they have bikes and they work with and they'll give it for free? They give them for free. Yeah, oh, you I might have it. to you might have to do some work over there to yeah. participate in the program uh-huh. but, to get one. But huh. they will give you a bike. You will have some transportation. Mm-hmm. I notice that uh, up in the community here, we have a lot of guys I see on bicycles, homeless. Even a couple of me they stop by here on a regular basis. Hey, Bobby, how you doing? I talk yeah. to them and they they're on their bikes. And they also they'll they'll fix their bikes. You know, if their bike mm-hmm. breaks, they can take it back down there and get it repaired. Flat tire mm-hmm. or something. Now, I don't know about the flat tire. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't I can't speak for that. Okay. But, uh, but yeah. mechanicals for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good to know. Give me that information when we leave okay. before you leave so I can tell some of them where they can go and uh get that bike, you know. Something like that. So, are there a lot of are there a lot of ladies or men? Uh, what is it? Are is it balanced off? Are we still trying to recruit more uh, participants in your bike club? We always trying to recruit more. Uh, for this season, uh, so far as riding as a group, we haven't actually started doing that. Uh, the lady that led the rides last year, uh, her her husband passed, and, and her uh, name was Adele. Mm-hmm. Adele Gauss and uh, her husband had relocated them to Tulsa from the job mm-hmm. from his job but after he passed then uh, she would move back to uh, Maryland where she come where she came from so but we do we do have some we do have some guys mm-hmm. that are that are riding together uh, mm-hmm. but like I was just want you know mm-hmm. State again, you know, we're going to have some high-impact dance down on Greenwood. We're going to have fitness camps. Uh, we're going to have farmer's markets, local food trucks, uh, community vendor booths. And that's so June 17th? June 18th. 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 June Friday, 18th. June 18th. Friday off. Yeah, okay. Take Friday off. All and, right, uh, come on down. Yeah, we'll have uh, sponsor activation booths and uh, portions of money raised from this ride mm-hmm. will benefit the Major Taylor Association, the Wayman Tisdale Foundation, and the Soulful Survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, Soulful, Soulful Survivors. Survivors huh? yeah, yeah, Soulful Survivors is a cancer is a cancer breast cancer support group. Uh, it's the only African American uh, breast cancer support group in the state. So, and speaking of them right there, you know, my mother was a member of uh, that organization right there. And mom's was really into, Ruby Eaton was really into uh, exercise. She went to the Y religiously into the water. She get in the water, 
two or three times a week, and she was doing that all the time. So if uh, our elders can get with exercise and start doing things, then we most definitely can do that. You know, I used to watch her. I even went down there a few times to the Y and just sit over there and watch moms up in the water, you know. She was in there just getting it, you know, and I was like, wow. She wouldn't hardly miss it too much. You know, she yeah, went three, three times a week. Three times a week, man. What Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays? Mm-hmm. She was right there. She was. She said that water just made her feel just uh, great. You know, and uh, I, I miss her dearly. You know, we lost her in 2018, okay. June, June the fourth, a couple of days before my birthday, and uh, it added a whole another value of a, of communication and having something linked to. It. It's almost like getting your arm cut off when they leave. Like yeah, you know, but uh. Hey, uh, so she understood. She understood that if you don't use it, you lose it. That's right. So that's why she went. My stepfather used to have a huge garden, and uh, and he worked it by hand. And he had a he had a heart attack, so he couldn't work it like he used to. But he had a chair at the end of the row, and he would chop all the way down. And he'd sit and rest. And, rest and, then, and then he'd chop all the way back. back. And he'd sit and rest. Uh-huh. But, but He had a system, huh? He had a system because he knew that he couldn't do it like he used to. So he had to adjust so he could still get out there and do what he loved. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think about that, you yeah. know, just that persistence of Those things I got to go do something. bring it back to yeah. you and bring it back home to you, you know. So, wow, great. Hate when you lose those type of people yeah. in your life. That were so influential. You know, it's kind of like my mother would listen to my radio broadcast religiously. Yeah. She stopped what she's doing just to listen in to the radio broadcast. And uh, that always followed me in my endeavors with my music career and everything. She was, our moms was always there. So that's what's uh, going on with that. Well, and tomorrow is what? Mother's Day. Mother's Day tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of. So shout out to all the mothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bittersweet. So. But I'd like to say, you know, you can go register for the BWS 100 at BWS100.info. Again? BWS100.info. Uh, on the site, you can uh, go in and look at the routes and see, you know, exactly how it's going to go. Um and you have to register through the site. So, but like I say, free bikes to the first 50 kids to sign up. It's under 17 years old. Now, that's for the, that's only for, for the, the 5K. 5K slow roll, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not for the 50K, 100K, 1K. The 5K. The 5K slow roll. The family ride. The family mm-hmm. ride. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, we'll, some families will get out there and, Bring their bicycles uh, and go on the ride, huh? Yeah, and enjoy the ride and want to do it some more. You know, because one thing about bicycles, you know, once you learn how to ride, you know how to forever, you know, as long as you don't have any physical yeah, that's impediments. True. That, but, uh, that, that's one thing that I can say. Once you learn how to ride a bike, you can you got, you, it. You got it forever. You know, and that's also, you know, that's a, uh, that's an activity that you can do as a family, you know, uh, you can even, you know, even for toddlers and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, they got little little buggies that you hook up to the back mm-hmm. of your bike, mm-hmm. and they can go on a ride with you. So, you know, you, yeah. they have one for your pets. Yeah. So, you know, they make it possible for you 
Yeah. No excuse not yeah. to get out and ride a bike. Right, right. Gay, I remember you used to have a bike with a basket on the front. Yep. What was that? What What was the name of your bike? It was a stingray. Well, a stingray. Mm-hmm. So I had a stingray too, didn't I? Yeah, with the banana seed. seed? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Monkey bars. Hey. Monkey bars, banana yeah. seed. Yeah, banana seed. I think I even had a broom motor, what they call yeah. a broom yeah. motor. Yeah. <laughs> it made noise. Yeah. All it did was make noise. See, I. Mm-hmm. I couldn't afford a Varun motor, so yeah. I had a paper clip. I had a, 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 a clothes clothes hanger and a, and a cardboard. And a cardboard piece of cardboard. Absolutely. On the, on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I did that one, too. I did that one, too. Oh, man. It was so much fun, man. But even today, you get a kid on a bike, and as soon as they start riding, that big old smile just comes on their comes face. On their face you know? right. it's just it's something about uh, cruising through there. And that wind in your I face remember all, yeah, right. I remember all those days, man, of riding those bikes, man. That was your transportation. That was your transportation. And you got Absolutely. all over the neighborhood on that bike. Well, and everybody rode bikes. So you you was motivated to learn how to ride. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to keep up, you had to learn how to ride. <laughs> and you would sometimes pump people on your bike. You pump people on your bike, yeah, on, you know, either I mean, on the seat or on, on the, the handlebar. On the handlebar, exactly. one of the two, one of the two. And you, just, <laughs> you wouldn't think nothing of it. Now, those, those bikes was probably built a lot heavier than oh, we ride man. these days. You know? you know, they were some heavy bikes back in those days. Man, so that's uh, that's the fun of it. But that, that, that pressure, that peer group is not there now with kids. No, it's not. Uh, I don't even know if uh, parents even buy kids bicycles for like holidays and Christmas and birthdays and stuff anymore like they used to. I don't think they did. I think, I think they bought I think PlayStation. It, I think it picked up during COVID Maybe. because everybody was at home. You think so? But before that, I, I, I think the bike sales had, was really dropping off. But you know, bike shops have been booming yeah. through COVID. You know, yeah, uh, it's hard they, to they keep have? bikes. Oh, yeah. They okay. just been flying off the shelves. Now, you know, I can't say for my little neighborhood, kids ride bikes. I mean, in your neighborhood? Yeah, I mean, they ride. Uh, and some of them be riding doubled up. And like we yeah, right, right. Up. On, yeah, up. standing on them. Uh, what's the little, uh, little bars, bars on the back wheel? BMX back here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, we we uh, didn't have those back then. No, 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 no. We, like we had to make our own BMX That's back right, right. We got BMX. one little girl. She, she rides every day. I mean, I see it right. She's around the block. I mean, it's, yeah. I got a couple of kids over here riding, too. But, yeah, they ride. They ride. Quite often, so uh, getting out of the house, you know. Yeah, that's it. Getting them out of the house, which is a good thing. And she lets you know she takes turns with the other couple other little girls, little couple couple of doors. They share a bike. Yeah, share. You know, so I'm telling them, you know, hey, y'all can get bikes of your own, you know. So I want to help them get help their mother get them signed up for the uh, slow roll. Uh huh. Okay, so they're, they're going to participate. Mm-hmm, huh? So they'll be recipients of uh, a bicycle. A bicycle. Yeah. Wow. So you can if you participate in that program you can you can you get, get a bike. Get a bike. Uh, I think we still probably have twenty bikes. Twenty slots left. Really? Yep. So and okay. They just gotta participate in the ride. They have huh? to they have to register. register. The register they have to register and so how do they up. how do they go about registering? Yeah, go to BWS one hundred dot go to the website, uh-huh. yep. fill it out. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. A, uh, you click register, and it takes you to a link where you register for the 5K, 5K slow roll. And you must, uh, when you're signing kids up, you have to sign them up individually. You can't put everybody on the same. Can't lump everybody together. Yeah, they have to be signed up individually. Because that's the way we 
keep a number of, you know, so we'll know when to cut off the 50. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So That's nice to have. That's nice. Yeah, it's, uh, that's the first. Uh, you don't see too many 50-bike giveaways. 50 bicycle giveaways. giveaways. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, man, to buy all them bikes, I know it's something. Yeah. You know, to purchase all those type of bikes. And Which, it was a challenge to get all those bikes in this COVID environment, you know. So, yeah, it's been, um, COVID has, in the biking world, they, they're they not hurting. <laughs> I mean, they, COVID they, didn't yeah. hurt the biking world. It, it really helped. Uh, it really helped the, the manufacturers and mm-hmm. the main People outdoors and they're yeah. riding around. People outdoors yeah. and they're riding around. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to find stuff they can do with their kids. Mm-hmm. I also like to add that up. Uh, if you're not able to participate in any of the rides, but you want to help out some what some kind of way, uh, we're looking for volunteers. Also, which on the website we have a uh, forms to fill out if you want to be a volunteer. Also, we have uh, uh, sponsorship packages. Uh, like I said, this is a grassroots uh, program and. Uh, Donations will be gladly accepted. We have different, if you go on, on the website, you'll see that we have uh, different packages as to, you know, what we'd like for you to donate. And then if you can't, if it's not monetary, you know, donate some in-kind services, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Osborne can lead through all that. Yeah, uh, whatever, you know, uh, we can use people to man the water stops. Um, We're going to have six water stops stretching between uh, Tulsa and uh, and Skytook. And uh, we'll need people to man those, probably two people each for the six water stops. Uh, We need people to help with registration. you know, uh, if you want to donate gift cards to help buy uh, refreshments for the riders. So when when you go on these long bike rides at the water stops, you'll have uh, some type of cookies, you know, sugar cookies. Sugar <laughs> real, cookies. real sugar cookies. Real sugar Bike riders eat sugar. I don't eat sugar. Uh-huh. Bike riders eat sugar. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll uh-huh. have some fruit, some bananas, some water, some Gatorade. Uh, but all that kind of stuff we can use, you know, uh, we prefer to purchase it directly. Uh, so, you know, if you, uh, yeah, any kind of help would be uh, greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's good, man. And um, I hope the weather is nice. You know, uh, I do too, but all we can do is put our plan together and we show up. And then if the weather don't agree, then we have to do something different. Yeah. But, you know. It should be okay, though, around that time. I'm hoping and praying that it's okay. You know, it's Oklahoma. You never know. <laughs> you know. You never know about this bipolar weather here. Exactly. Boy, it might know. be a tornado that day. Exactly. You know, a tornado it's, it's, that day, rain, yeah. sleet, yeah. cold, whatever. You know, you never know. But you just have to you just have to plan it the best you can and uh, take care of the stuff we can control and be ready and make an adjustment as we go. You know, I might add, this is, you know, going to be the first annual event uh we're hoping to make this a every year ride so that we can continue to uh introduce cycling to so i'm i'm the a community i'm gonna step in on gay on that we're not hoping to make this an annual ride 
You're going, he is going, making man. this. This is going to be a. This is an annual ride. You know, we're gonna. We're just gonna go ahead and claim that right now. You know, it's going to be an annual ride. Yeah. Annual ride around the same month. Yeah, that. We'll after this week. You know, after the ride, we'll look at how doing it on Juneteenth weekend affected affected us, and you know, we'll have to evaluate whether we're going to do it on that weekend or a different weekend. But it's going to be an annual event. Mm-hmm. So Juneteenth weekend is the busiest weekend on on you know on Greenwood, and uh, so us trying to get our ride in there, uh, we just bump bumping up a, against a lot of obstacles with everything else that's going on over there. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you know we have to look at everything. But it's it's definitely going to be another event. It's going to be a yearly event. It's just is it going to be next Juneteenth? We're not sure about that yet. You're not sure about that one, huh? Right. Mm-hmm. Well. Sounds good. Sounds like you guys are on your way, and um, you you put some thought to this process. You didn't just jump out there and say, hey, we're going to have a ride. You know what I mean? Let's meet up. You guys have been strategizing and putting it all together. You got your website and everything going on with that, and it's uh, a good thing. It's been, it's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of fun. You know, it's uh, met a lot of people, uh, you know, new business owners uh, over there in the neighborhood going out contacting them, letting them know what we're doing, you know, getting that community buy-in to uh, to make something successful. You need the community buy-in for it. And and this this uh, radio show, this this talk show should help a lot with that as well. Yeah, we got a lot of listeners everywhere, and we're steadily growing over here. I mean, yeah. we're just really growing. It's scaring me, but I'm just like, wow. You know, cause well, we got, it's, it's something you worked on. Yeah, you know? yeah. We got 12 shows over yeah. here, you know, besides mine. And, um uh, every week, 35 people come through this door to do a show, and I'm saying to myself, "Wow!" And the donations and everything, everybody contributing and doing stuff in the community, and inviting people like your, yourselves in here to, you know, for the platform makes it happen. And we hope that everybody can go out and start getting bicycles and joining up, man. And, and you know, hey, hey, uh, and knock the dust off the old bicycles. Yeah, right. Get that knock thing that repaired. Dust off. Come on out there. Because I have had people say, "Man, you know what?" Man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pull my bike out and start riding my bike. Yeah. You know, I've had that. People mention that to me. You know, and maybe I ought to just tell KBOB participants, hey, y'all get a bike, to join in. Let's let's just join up and do some things with uh, BWS uh, 100 bike riders. You know, and hook up and do some things because I'm pretty sure you guys are gonna be do- riding that bike several times throughout this year, right? Yeah, in fact, we're doing a we're doing a. 50, this is not going to be the only one. No, we're doing a 50k training ride tomorrow, and uh, that's a 31 mile ride. It's going to go from uh, oh, Archer and Greenwood. We're going to go down Archer to Corner, come up by Owen Park, mm-hmm. hit Edison, go up to Central, make that right on Central, go gotcha. up to Apache, take Apache out to Highway uh, West 41 Street. Mm-hmm. We're going to take that all the way up to 103, and then we're going to come into Sperry. Sperry. Sperry, we're going to come back, uh, cross 96th Street Bridge, uh, hit uh, Harvard, take it down to uh, 76, and then we'll uh, hit Pittsburgh, take it to, uh, it's right there by the expressway, 75, take it to 66th mm-hmm. Street North, and take that to Lewis, then we'll come by O'Brien, take Lewis up to 56th Street, take 56th Street to Hartford, and come right on back down to Greenwood. 
you know, that's going to be that hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, on that West Forty One, uh, that's going to be some rollers out there too. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's going to be that's a good exercise. It's huh? going to be good exercise. It's it's not as challenging as the hundred k. The hundred k uh, when they get to when they get to Skytook, they're going to go up to the water tower just north of Skytook, and and that's that's a nice climb. That's gonna that's gonna work. Some How people. long does it? How long does it generally take? Well, uh, if you can average 15, it should take uh, 62. It should take about four hours. Four so hours. You, most people are going to average between uh, maybe less than 15, maybe you know 12 to 13. So it might take them five hours. But it's a beautiful ride, you know, for people coming here from out of town, especially from Chicago, LA, to see the scenery, and see the property and the property value of those areas compared to where they live, uh, we might have some people relocating here because, you know, it's a yeah, beautiful. It's probably, yeah, probably cheaper here than Much cheaper. And it's, those areas. It's, it's beautiful out there. It's out there on the lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, that whole, it's, it's a really nice, a really nice route to show off some of the features of this area, this part of the country. Mm. That's interesting. That's good though. Yeah, it's good. And it's going to work them, you know, They'll uh, when they leave, they'll say, "Man, that climb to the water tower was uh, that was pretty tough," you know. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a, it'll be a water stop right at the water tower. When they get up there, they can rest and refuel and get and, ready to take the down, on. take your part the downhill mm-hmm. back to Scotland. Now, will there be a vehicle that's kind of following along? Yeah, we're gonna, in case people have to a truck or something like that. Uh, fat tire is gonna sag for us. The sag means to be in the back. Huh? Yeah, they're gonna be back there. Somebody has some maintenance problems. Somebody has some problems that they can't finish that they can pick them up and bring them back mm-hmm. to the start, take care of their bike. That's a good thing them. right there to have that back. Oh, that's, like you that. have to, that's part of putting on a event like this. You have to be prepared to take care of the people. Hey, yeah, no man left behind. Right. That's pretty good one, yeah, Bobby. That's yeah, pretty no good. Man no left man left, left behind. Right. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we also have a young lady that's uh, paralyzed from the waist down. And she rides. Her name is Gabrielle Platt. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, like I She's say, able to pedal? Yeah, she, she, as hand a matter, she hand, hand pedal. Oh, hand, hand pedal. pedal. Okay, yeah. hand pedal. As a, matter, as a matter of fact, she competes. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, you know, uh, when it comes to cycling, we can't miss you, you know, because it's, it's a device for everybody. So. Mm-hmm. So, it's uh, the the cycling community take care of the people. And uh, people will look after you as you're on the bike. Uh, and it's just uh, if you had a flat, somebody's going to pull over and, and, and help you. It's just uh, it's just the way they, they roll. That's like the way that. the community rolls. Yeah, cycling, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a good thing. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing this uh, event grow and, and get bigger and better every year. I think this can be something great for our community. And the idea is just to keep feeding it and growing it. Uh, for something that we all be proud of, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's not just a North Tulsa event; it's a Tulsa event, you know. For uh, it's a country anybody for yeah, anybody, anybody come over. People come from out of town for it. We we want we want everybody to feel welcome to come over here and participate, you know. Wow. So what made you? What made Gay? You had mentioned Black Wall Street Riders. Is that what sparked this off? Yeah. Well. Uh... 
to the I Black had, Wall Street 100? Yeah, I had uh, mentioned to Dwight uh, that uh, I'd like to do a 100-mile bike ride, but didn't know, you know, how things were going to go with COVID. This was last year uh, with COVID, and Osborne, you know, he had the same thing on his mind. He wanted to do a 100-mile bike ride, so... Y'all, y'all met up at where did y'all meet up at? Uh, we meet at uh Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge. That's where you first met Gay. Yeah, I Gay was on uh, one of the Black websites talking about getting a a cycling club going in Tulsa, and one of my friends out of Kansas City said, "Well, if you're gonna do that, you should you, you should be talking to Osborne." So he hit me up and told me they was having this meeting. So I called Gay and I met at the meeting, and so we started having those little local rides. Uh, so there's a group of black people in this country that travel to historic sites and do bike rides. And so we have, there's no more historic site than the Black Wall Street massacre. So mm-hmm. uh, so I approached them in the middle of COVID and said, look, we need to do something. This is the 100th anniversary. And we said, well, we know it's late. It's not on the calendar, but let's let's put something together. If nothing else, we'll have... Uh, just a ride with people. I invite some friends. We just go on a ride to, so we wanted to get on the national calendar to know that the be so when the COVID lifted, we'd be able to, to attract people here for this ride. Well, we got momentum, you know, we got on uh, Facebook and YouTube and started putting out videos, talking about the ride, inviting people to come ride with us and people started responding. So it picked up some wheels. So, uh, we're on the calendar, and we got the event schedule. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of work, but it was very rewarding work. And now we get to celebrate this ride. We get to remember the people and remember what happened and celebrate uh, this ride and move it into the future. And so next year we laid the foundation this year, and next year we'll have more participation than we do this year, and it should just continue to grow all we have to do is take care of the people that come to town. Mm-hmm. Make sure we take care of them. They got a great route. They got some some a challenging route. Treat them with respect. Take care of them. They'll go back so they had a great time, and they'll book us for next year. Great sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, we have people coming from all over the United States for this mm-hmm. ride. Uh, what's the oldest that we have coming so far? I think seventy. You know, so. But see, coming just to ride the bikes. Just huh? to ride the bikes. So. Okay, you're here 70. I have a couple of my friends. Uh, one of my friends is uh, there's a race called Race Across America. It starts in Annapolis. Uh, it starts in San Diego at the pier and goes to the pier in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, he's 72. Well, he had just had his 73rd birthday this week, and he's participating in that. He's the leader of the team. So cycling will keep you young, can keep you young, just continue to do it, eat good, and get that exercise, get that sunshine, and it really does wonderful things to help you maintain what you have and actually improve what you have. Wow, that's great. That's great information, and uh, that's much-needed information about cycling and bike riding and exercise and all of that going on right there. What's the estimate of people you think are going to be participating in this? Y'all kind of thought about it? You know, we got ranges from, you know, 200 to 800 people. We really don't know. Don't it's know our it. first weekend 
I mean, it's our first event. Most of these bike biking events are on Saturdays or Sundays, so we're on a Friday, so people have to take off an extra day of work. People in town have to take off that day because it's not a holiday. Why, what, why did you guys decide to do it on a Friday opposed to a Saturday or a Sunday? So we, we wanted to do it in, in conjunction with Juneteenth, but building up the stages and everything for Juneteenth happens Friday afternoon. Oh, so so the physical location of bumping up against preparing for Juneteenth. Uh, so we, there's no way we could have did it on a Saturday or Sunday this weekend. Mm-hmm. So the decision was made to do it on a Friday. And that gives uh, riders another uh, mm-hmm. opportunity to spend time at Tulsa because mm-hmm. they can stay the weekend and uh, attend the uh, Juneteenth, Juneteenth celebration. That's true. Yeah. So it so it has has some good points and has some not so good points but that's all that's what we have to look at uh after the event and and see you know was it more beneficial to be on this weekend or not next year we're on the calendar already more people will have us in mind especially if they have a really good time you know they'll be ready to come back and do it again so but honestly speaking it's really no way we can tell how many people we can really expect you can't even tell that that's right yeah so for someone, oh man, I want to go. I want to participate in that. They need to go out and find them a bicycle. They need to go out and find them a bicycle. <laughs> it's straight, exactly. it's straight up, huh? Yeah. You need to go somewhere and find yourself a bike to participate. And you know, the level of a five k is three miles. You can ride that any day. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of shape and I can ride Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I ride from here downtown right. and back. So that's you know, the boom, boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. If you can't make it, we got somebody that will pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> got somebody to pick you up, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like you said, we leave no man behind. Leave no man behind. <laughs> That's right. Leave no man behind. Well, look here, you guys. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming out. You know what I mean? And we're going to get ready. Uh, Bill, Mr. Groove Taylor's coming in here to do his show. And uh, he's not here yet, but he'll be doing his show right after this show, the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. I want to thank you, Gay. Hey, thank you, Dwight. Thank you, Osborne. Well, thank you. Coming out. And, yeah, what you got? I just want to say, hey, if you can't ride this year, still come out and support those who do. Yeah. Once again, before we leave, give that website registration uh, site. BWS.info. Info. And thank you, Bobby, for having us on. Oh, it's man. It's been a pleasure to chat with been a, you. Okay. Well, thank you guys. All right? Absolutely. Great, great, yeah. great. All right, you guys. You've been on the Bobby Eaton Show. You heard it right here. BWS, Bike Riders 100, 2021. Participate. Go down to the Liquid Lounge and, you know, get involved and stuff like that. Go to the website. Do everything you can. Go out and buy yourself a, a bicycle. You know what I mean? So like I said, no man left behind. You know what I mean? And that's what it's going to be. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show every Monday, Wednesday, 6 p.m. And on Saturdays from 12 to 2 p.m. You know, once you guys uh, come on through, KBOB 89.9 FM, the community radio station. Everybody's coming by here. Everybody's participating. Everybody's getting involved in things like that. So we want you guys to get involved as well. You know, 1533 Norfolk, home of Joe Eaton, you know what I mean? So we want you guys to uh, come by, participate. If you got something you'd like to uh, 
talk about, you can email me at EdenMusic2 at gmail.com. You know, again, that's EdenMusic2 at gmail.com. And, boy, we've had a great show tonight. So this show is recorded. All you need to do is go back to uh, KBOB 89.9 FM on Facebook. You'll see it and you'll hear it right there. So we want you guys to, uh, you know, for those who didn't get a chance to, to listen. All right. Until the next time, have a good one. Comprehensive Health Services presents the drive-through COVID vaccination clinic happening May the 11th, 2021 from 4 to 7 p.m. The first 100 participants receive two-dose Moderna's or with a one-dose Johnson & Johnson. If you want to skip the line, call now at 918-388-1990. Food on the move every Tuesday on Greenwood. Let's go fresh, Tulsa. KBOB, the home of the Bobby Eaton Show, the Juice Radio Show, and Two Dogs Radio Show. Yeah. I do it big. Okay. You better R-E-S-P-E-C-T me. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stay connected and call us now at 646-716-5525 and press 1 to go live. Oh, that's
Home of the Bobby Eaton Show, the Juice Radio Show, and Two Dogs Radio Show. Yeah. I do it big. Okay. You better me. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stay connected and call us now at 646-716-5525 and press 1 to go live. Now be 
rather live in his world than live without him in mine.
Yeah. 